The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media. My we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Yes. Back to Monday. Back to Monday. And nearing yep. June. Oh, time okay. is just slipping through our fingers, isn't it? All right. Um, yeah, all that rain over the weekend, it made me realize, oh, the monsoon season must be near. <laughs> must be near. We feel it. <laughs> yeah, it's a reminder that that wet season is uh, is is probably on its way. Yeah, it's it's humid outside. I mean, but I'll take it with a cleaner air quality because you can't have oh, it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into his first story that probably grabbed everyone's attention over the weekend. So all 194 passengers survived the flight, but the plane landed with the door, the emergency exit opened. And it's the images are quite frightening. So let's get the latest on this story. Yeah. So um, I'm sure by now many of our listeners have uh, read about the story, heard about the story because it's been everywhere mm-hmm. over the last couple of days. Um, this man, a 30 something year old man, has been arrested for opening a door of an Asiana Airlines flight as it was landing in South Korea. Uh, the flight took off from Jejido Island on Friday at around 11.45 uh, local time. Um, it was about to land about an hour later. Uh, I mean, the plane was still up in the air. Yeah. And uh, this male passenger opened, somehow managed to open mm. the emergency door okay. while the plane was still 250 meters from the ground. Uh, this is around 819 feet. And uh, for perspective, uh, how high is 250 meters, you might be asking? Uh, the 63 building hmm. in Seoul is uh, 249.6 meters high. Thanks for so, making that comparison because yeah. now I'm even more terrified because none of us were on the plane, so we could engage how frightening it really was. The videos are actually quite terrifying enough, but mm-hmm. you know, being 250 meters above uh, ground, still trying to land, it sounds... I can't even imagine. So the video has already widely circulated since on social media. I mean, there's been enough news footage on it, too. So hence, I I think most of our listeners may be aware. Yes, that's right. So this video um, taken by one of the passengers, it shows the gap in the left hand side of the plane. Um, You know, the door has been open. Obviously, there's a big gaping hole and uh, the winds are coming through. And these are strong winds. They're hitting rows of seated passengers with great force. Hats are flying off. Headphones apparently flew off passengers' heads. Some of the passengers had no idea what was happening. They were looking at their phones, looking through their photos from, I don't know, their fabulous uh, holiday in Tejido. And then all of a sudden, their their headphones are flying off. They're like, what's happening, you know? Now, according to what witnesses told the local media, flight attendants had not been able to stop the man because... The plane was about to land. You know, they were strapped down to their seats. Right. Now, he said the man was also the first to get up from his seat as the plane 
touched ground. Uh, he tried to jump out of the plane. So I believe he was sitting really close to the emergency exit, of course, in yes. that row. And, you know, they technically take volunteers and they usually take adults, men and women of a certain a caliber to be seated in case of emergency they're supposed to yes. help. But uh, the, 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 it's a double-edged sword because they're also sitting really close to the exit and when the flight attendants are away and they're also strapped down they don't have mm -hmm. a visual on any of these passengers who are sitting closest to the exit right. okay so you said when as soon as a plane landed this man in his 30s tried to jump out of the plane so another passenger was seated next to the person who opened the door tried to restrain him from getting off that's right. So this passenger has been caught on video. It's a man wearing these bright red pants. Um, that passenger, he is 48-year-old Yoon Jun, and he was on his way back to Daegu just one day before his birthday after a business trip to Jeju Island for safety education. Um, he is uh, the standing vice chairman of the Ministry of Public Administration and Safety's Jeju headquarters. And he told the local media that this 30-year-old man who opened the door looked out of sorts uh -huh. even before the plane took off from Jeju. You know, he had these flighty eyes and uh, their eyes locked several times. Um, the man kept wandering around the cabin. And, uh, you know, the, the freaky part about his story, this 48-year-old uh, man who restrained this guy, said after the man opened the door... He looked at him and smiled, actually. Oh, and he dear. said it was a really creepy smile. Okay, so we're getting more stories uh, based on yeah. interviews of, of people who are closest, it seems, to the man who opened the door on the Asiana flight. What was really happening, you know, for this man to feel inclined to put not just his own life, but everyone else at risk? We'll get to it in just a moment. But passengers have tried to describe the panic on board. It was absolute chaos, as you can only yeah. imagine. That's right. You know, there were dozens of school children and students um, who were on board. They were on their way to a weekend sporting event in Ulsan. And uh, these kids were shaking, crying. They were frightened. Wow. Um, you know, thankfully, all 194 passengers survived the flight. Some passengers fainted. <laughs> Um, while others suffered from breathing problems and were taken to the hospital. But they all survived the flight. Yeah. The man is currently under police custody and is being investigated further, but we are getting some revelations. What do we know so far about the man in his 30s? Yeah, you know, um, it, in the hours after the plane landed, this one local police officer told reporters that the man was mentally struggling and sort of losing his footing and that they could not investigate him properly due to his state. Uh, the man later said he was feeling suffocated, wanted to get off the plane quickly. Um, he later apologized to the children for having, you know, been forced to go through what they did. Um, the police said the man, uh, you know, said he was stressed out after losing his job recently. And I also heard based on some interviews that he had broken up with, with his girlfriend recently. And so all this added to maybe something that requires psychiatric evaluation. I mean, it doesn't condone the behavior, but we're just trying to better understand what would incline this man to do such thing. That's right. Many foreign press have covered the story extensively. They've called it a bizarre, bizarre event. And a highly unlikely event at that yeah. too, which is why it's absolutely shocking for us. I'm, I'm glad all the all the uh, all those who are on board are safe and sound. And he, at the very least, tried to issue an apology to the kids who are on board. Can you yep. imagine being those kids? Uh -huh. Uh -huh.
All right, we'll leave it there for now. Certainly not the end of it as more uh, in, uh, more of the investigation unfolds. We'll have our listeners in the loop. Uh, moving on to our second buzzword of this day, something a little bit more pleasant, um, an exhibition dedicated to exploring Korea's deep affection for seafood. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's right. So the National Folk Museum of Korea is hosting an exhibition um, that invites visitors to immerse themselves mm. in the in the rich fishing and seafood culture of Korea. Um, the museum is located within the grounds of the Gyeongbokgung Palace in Seoul. Um, this special exhibition is titled Korea's Top 3 Dried Seafood. Mm. And it provides insights, really detailed insights into the process of catching these fish, processing them, distributing them and consuming them in South Korea. And it highlights how Koreans have cherished and enjoyed seafood, you know, as part of their meals over (laughs) centuries. You know, sometimes exhibition have to be really clever in bringing people in. I mean, this is this is it. I mean, who doesn't like talking about food, where it comes from and how dried seafood is part of just about every soup making in South Korea. Uh, South Koreans also really have a close relationship with seafood. We like it. Yeah, that's right. Now, according to a global seafood consumption study conducted by the European Union Joint Research Search Center back in 2018, uh, South Korea, unsurprisingly, ranks first in seafood consumption per capita, followed by Norway and Portugal. Mm. Now, this exhibition uh, has been thoughtfully designed uh, to engage visitor senses. They sort of try to uh, transport the visitors on this virtual fishing boat journey. The whole intention was to create an immersive experience. It sounds really interesting and fun. It sounds really fun. And for kids and the adults, and we know what we need more of, exhibits that both kids and adults enjoy. Uh, That's right. So what can visitors expect to see at this exhibition? Um, Over 170 materials that involve the visual uh, elements, auditory and sensory elements as well. Visitors can also touch uh, the textures of sample fish models that are on display, uh, sounds of croakers, which are a type of fish, can also be heard. And uh, midway through the exhibition, visitors can also smell <laughs> uh, the fish, you know. I'm curious how they managed to pull that off. But anyways, uh, there's also the, the sensory part of the experience as well. Mm. Fishing nets have been set up, um, allowing visitors to experience shaking anchovies off the net. <laughs> um, it's actually anchovy season right now oh. down in the south of, uh, the, cur- of the Korean Peninsula. Um, there's also a music video that celebrates Koreans' love for seafood. Um, <laughs> the exhibition also presents historical archives that date back to the Joseon era, uh, featuring specific quotes from notable sources, including Tatanobo, mm. which is a marine biology book that was written by scholar Toyef uh, Jun during his exile. Mm. And, uh, you know, such sources provide invaluable knowledge mm-hmm. on around 226 varieties of fish and marine life. I mean, I, I just want to see how they recreated a scent of fish and the ocean. That sounds exciting and mildly yeah. disturbing. But hey, if they can master it, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We absolutely have to talk about this final story. I mean, she's a queen and a celebrated uh, musician. Celine Dion had, had to cancel her upcoming shows. In fact, tours, I believe, in parts of Europe and the U.S. Uh, it will... 
it seems that she had to slide her health reasons for the reason of cancellation. And it seems that she will never likely tour again. That's right. Um, I share this news with a heavy heart. I mean, because Celine Dion has been around for, you know, decades. And she's Celine Dion. She's a legend, right? And she recently announced the cancellation of her Courage World Tour, uh, which was supposed to take place all the way through until next year. Mm. Uh, The singer is currently going through a lot of pain. And uh, she's going through daily therapy as well, physical therapy. Mm. So the announcement on her social media read, quote, I'm so sorry to disappoint all of you once again. I'm working really hard to build back my strength. But touring can be very difficult, even when you're 100%. I want you all to know I'm not giving up and I can't wait to see you again. Mm. Now, she postponed several shows back in December after she made the formal announcement that she had been diagnosed with uh, something called stiff person syndrome. Mm. And uh, the condition doesn't allow her to sing the way she is used to. Okay, just in case our listeners are not aware, what exactly is the stiff person syndrome? Yeah, so the disorder is a rare progressive syndrome that affects the nervous system, specifically the brain and the spinal cord. Now, people with the syndrome experience muscle rigidity as well as severe spasms. And the condition typically begins with muscle stiffness in the middle part of the body um, before advancing to the legs and other muscles. Can emotional distress also cause some of the muscle spasms? Yes, uh, people with the syndrome also have a heightened sensitivity to stimuli like sound and lights. That's why touring is going to be really, really, really difficult for her. Uh, The spasms apparently can be strong enough to fracture a person's bone and, uh, you know, can lead to severe injury after they fall. Um, The syndrome is also known to cause uh, anxiety as well. And just for the record, I mean, it is an extremely rare uh, disease, but Celine Dion happens to have it. That's right. About one out of every one million people have the syndrome. Actually, most general neurologists will see only one or two cases in their lifetime. Okay. So, I mean, as our listeners put it better to take care of herself than to put more strain on mm-hmm. her body. Couldn't agree more, but for the fans, it is heartbreaking news. All right. We'll keep our listeners up to date with that story, too. Thank you very much, Erica. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.